BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services and in partnership with Beast OCR. Here we discuss all things OCR and fitness related, running, endurance, conditioning, wrecking, and more. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody, it's Mike with BeastNet here, and on this episode I've got with me Miles Keller. Um, Miles, kind of let everyone know who you are. Well, I'm an OCR fanatic of all kinds. So let's say it's my white whale. I went deep down the OCR rabbit hole, and I'm kind of all over it. I compete in all the races, co-host the Link Endurance podcast about it. I coach solely obstacle course racing athletes, um, just kind of all over OCR. I mean, uh, the, coming up awesome. next Sunday, not this Sunday, but next Sunday, I'll be doing, I'm an SGX coach, so I'll be doing the SGX guided run. After uh, I'll run elite on Sunday and then do the SGS guided run at 11 a.m. On Saturday, I'll be working the Ultra Tent. I'm a red team ambassador for Ultra. I'll be, uh, and then I'll nice. also be rooting on my, my beautiful OCR girlfriend, Marjorie Gonzalez Tumana. So I'm excited about that, man. Um, I'm just kind of all over, all over OCR. Love talking about OCR. You know, we live in a world where most of us have our daily professions. So you go to work and no yep. one even knows what OCR stands for. And so when yeah. you get around other OCR athletes, you get excited and you want to talk about it. Uh, you know, and you got, you always have tons to talk about. So I can go on and on and on. Oh yeah, no, I agree. I, I'm the same way at work. I'll, I'll mention, you know, Spartan or rugged maniac, or I just did a, the tough modern not too long ago. And everyone looks at me like I'm insane. They're like, you did what and why? So it's it's yeah, awesome doing the podcast because exactly. I get to talk to people like you. <laughs> exactly. So. People say, why would you do something like that? You paid money to do something yeah. like that? But yeah. you know what the fact of the matter is about that, man, is that everyone wants to be unique in life. Think how much people, especially yeah. younger people, fight to be – they want to be unique. No, I'm just – you want to be really unique? Do something hard. Work yeah. harder. Be not scared to take on challenges, to not do something as crazy as we do. That's what, in oh, yeah. a world where most people are lazy and have a lazy work ethic, you want to be unique, work hard. It, yeah. Don't be afraid well, to challenge yourself. See what you're made of. That's what makes someone really unique, man. And it's being surrounded with people like that that get me pumped. They get me psyched. That's why right. I only train OCR athletes and only program through it. It's me and Victor Quesada. We're coaches, and we coach uh, athletes in a program called Victory OCR Fitness. And that's all I really, you know, yeah, I'm a certified personal trainer. I could also go in there and personally train people in the gym, but I have no interest in that. I'm all, I always promote yeah. that. I love being around people that are willing to, hey, man, not always eat the crap. To, that want to work hard. If you surround yourself with people like that, it makes you better. But it's specifically OCR yeah. athletes that uh, it gets me so pumped, and that's why I went deep down that rabbit hole. So you guys, oh, yeah. you guys no, are no, out of the West Coast, right? Yeah, we're in uh, Seattle. Well, the Seattle area. But you guys yeah. are in Seattle. Okay. Yep. Okay. It's cool. What I've noticed is there's certain groups around the country, and everyone's going to mostly do the races around their hometown. Like, I'm here in Fort yeah. Worth, Texas, and, you know, I'll yeah. do the races that are all over Texas. There's usually Conquer the Gaunt, let's say, in Oklahoma or Arkansas, uh, you know, or Savage Race uh, may come. And yeah. Savage Race really is just now starting to venture into the West Coast. People have been begging for Savage Race to come to the West Coast. But, you know, no. logistics. We, we are. Things like We've been begging. That, that, we want them up here. But, well, can you make a can yeah. you make Arizona next year? Uh, possibly. I know I get, I might have to. I'd have to look at when that when that's going to be because I usually go I go to Vegas for the the Spartan race every March. But uh, I've been wanting to to branch out and do some of those other races. But like you said, there's a few that you guys have, you know, and even the East Coast has that you guys may not that we don't get over here. We don't get you know Savage. We don't get Bone Frog. Um, there's a few of them over there that we've wanted, but it's like you said, logistics, there's nothing between us and Texas. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 exactly. You know, but we're lucky to kind of have bone frog. Cause you're right. They are mostly, mostly a Northeastern 
based obstacle course racing yeah. uh, venue, but they are they're not, they're coming down twice. They're actually they'll be here November seventeenth, oh. uh, or I I believe that's the date they'll be here. But uh, and then they're also coming back to Austin next year. And of course, look, we always say Dallas or Austin. These are actually outlying cities, right? We just say that because yeah. of the notoriety of those larger cities. But uh, oh, yeah. we've been real lucky in that, and it's super cool. You you see the you see people's posts about these really cool obstacles from other brands, and you're like, oh man, I really want to try that. Like you know, tons of people come for conquer the gauntlet, man. We got the hardest obstacles in obstacle course racing. And then Savage Race comes to Texas a few times a year, and they have some of the most, you know, these, these mandatory completion races that have these um, these really fun, challenging obstacles, several rigs or yeah. things like Wheel World. It's definitely worth it. And then, you know, I've seen other stuff um, like on the West Coast, like you guys have Fit Challenge. I know, you know, Victor mm-hmm. Quesada is a, is a dear, close friend of mine, and he's told me all about that. Man, that sounds like really cool. I really kind of want to go out there and do that. And, um, I know that's a little further away from Seattle, right? <laughs> but uh, it is. But I mean, it's... Have a, a... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I say it is, but you know, I mean, it's one of those. That's one of the things. Like I said, I've been looking at is I've traveled quite a bit for Spartan, but it's like, okay, not to sound bad, I love Spartan, but I've seen most of those obstacles multiple times. And it's like, I want to see what else is out there, but we don't, you know, we don't get a lot here. We get Spartan train race, Tough Mudder, which Tough Mudder, I just finally did for the first time, you know, Rugged Maniac doesn't even come to Seattle anymore. So, I mean, we don't get a lot of the, some of those like you guys get. So I want to try some of those other obstacles. You know, what's interesting about Spartan Race is that this is a Brecken Crocker when I first got an OCR was programming for me. And, uh, yeah, he, he's he's phenomenal. He said something about Spartan Race that has stuck in my mind all these years, and no one has ever looked at Spartan Race from this perspective. But Spartan Race isn't so much obstacles as it is laborious tasks. Things like the yeah. bucket carry, Atlas Stone carry, uh-huh. sandbag carry, all of these are, aren't really obstacles. Those are laborious tasks. And what makes you a great yeah. Spartan athlete is one grit and two you're shunting in between getting in out of obstacles. Can you can you run up to the obstacle, get right into it, and then get right back to running after it? That's the hard part. And most people get yeah. through these obstacles when you're when you're relaxed and you're cold and you're rested. Uh, but it's a whole other thing yeah. to be able to do that. So you know, it, it, it's an interesting perspective that stuck with me for a long time. So I I love that. Is an interesting. I love. Yeah. It, it, keep that in mind when you do your training. Next time you guys go out and you go get your run in. You know, be thinking about that. That's why you pick up a – if you are going to focus on Spartan Race, are you going for your trifecta or, you know, everyone's motivated a different way. It has a different goal. Yeah. But think about how that should help you – your training should help you reach that goal. If it, if it is Spartan, yeah. then, yeah, you should have a bucket. You should uh, – most races have a sandbag. Savage Race has a log. They don't, they don't, a lot of the mandatory completion races you're going to find maybe have a sandbag. Florida log, they don't really not big on the laborious tasks. So you change your you change yeah. your programming to that. To that. Yeah. Which yeah, makes sense because in my yard right now I have atlas balls, sandbags, buckets, <laughs> and tires. So I mean, you could tell yeah which one I was, which race I've done the most of. So yeah. what's your what's your goal for Spartan? Man? Do you do you compete? Elite age group, uh, he's going for trifecta. For me, what is your, what's your goal? for me, it's just it's open heat, really. And I mean, I just go for trifecta. My biggest thing is, is, I mean, anybody who's listening to the podcast knows I I had a severe injury to my foot uh, three years ago that I've been battling to come back from. So my times aren't great. I'm more one of those. I like, and I think that's why I love Tough Mudder so much when I did it, is I like helping others. So I like going out, doing the races, and feeling like I helped somebody get through it. Um, and for me, it's trifectas. Right now, I'm going to be going down to California in December to get finish my third trifecta for the year So in, in Spartan. So, yeah. Wow. And, for me, and it's, you know, Mike, man, that speaks a lot about your character. You don't have to get on the podium, man. You don't you don't have to do that. You know what speaks large about your character is the fact that one, you even take on this challenge. 
The people, there's a lot of people that will do open wave that'll show up, maybe beat themselves up because, oh, they're not as happy with their time or they feel like they can't do age group or elite. Not, but the fact of the matter is, man, we're a very small group of people that look at this and be like, and, and don't look and be like, that's crazy. Why would I pay that money to go do that? No, they want to say, you know what? I want to see what I'm made of. And then some of the best stories are in the open wave. Those are the people I like to surround myself in. There's a reason why I've always, after I've completed or competed elite, I go back through because just like you, man, I love helping people. How many, we go through our daily lives where people don't look at each other in the eyes anymore. People, you know, you're in traffic, no, you're flipping each other off. It's, and then you go to Spartan race and what happens? You see complete strangers bending over, helping each other over walls. Rooting everyone. Yeah. Keep going, man. Keep pushing. You got this. That is, that's the kind of community that makes you want to be around. It makes you a better person. That's what keeps me oh, yeah. driving towards it. That's what I. That's what I love. It, it completely changed the way I look at the world. And so, fantastic, oh, man. Good for you, dude. And, and you can only imagine. Oh, yeah. You don't even realize everyone out there. There's a lot of people you can't even tell that have their own injuries. They're battling all kinds of things, whether it be divorce, depression, death in the family, sickness, you know, stress, anxiety, all these other problems, man. There's a lot. You don't realize a lot of those people are out there overcoming those problems by overcoming these, these, these figurative obstacles by overcoming literal obstacles. Oh, yeah. No, I, I know a lot of people that I've talked to and that have come over, you know, have cured their demons, basically, by doing Spartan races or any OCR, just getting out there and going over the obstacles and, you know, getting rid of the obstacles in their head. Like what you hear? Make sure and subscribe and review us on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you're using YouTube, please click the little red subscribe icon, then click the little bell for notifications of future episodes. And if you could, give us a thumbs up. Have you have you ever done uh, OCR World Championships? No, I haven't. I want to get out there someday, but I just have not done that one yet. So have you heard they're coming back to America next year, uh, Stratton, Vermont? No, I did not hear that. Yes, sir. Ooh. They will no longer be in London. They normally do a race in the same place for two years in a row and then change the location. And But they're coming yeah. back to Vermont. And so, hey, look, if you've never had a chance to experience that, they're, uh, they're an amazing experience. Uh, they're a lot of fun. I highly suggest it. If you have to travel for a race the next year, man, travel for OCR World Championships. I think I might have um, to. Or, or, I know normally I or travel to Hawaii. <laughs> I'm going to have to do that. Say, so normally the last couple of years, actually, amazing, the last four years I've gone to Hawaii. So, and yeah. For the, the that's that's one of the few territories or states that I haven't been to yet. I've been dying to go there. Tickets are so expensive. I pay, I pay an astronomical they, amount and a child support now, so I just simply can't afford it, man. I've got, I've got to stick in I know how that goes. Maybe drive. Yeah. Yeah, my, it, it, it's a rough. <laughs> Mine just turned 19, so that's how I can afford it. So he's, I'm, he, he didn't go on to college, so the, the, the child support ended. But, no, I've done the Hawaii. Uh, my wife is actually really good at, like, finding the cheap, cheap tickets. Like, right now, she was trying to figure out today if she was going to buy the, the tickets for Hawaii next year because she found them for $188 a person. Holy crap! No way, man! What? What? Oh, yeah. Where did yeah. you find that? You say, hey, you send she me that information nice. too. <laughs> we'll get a B and B. I'll go out there with you. All right. Oh yeah. Well, see, we get lucky too because her mom has a timeshare, so we don't end up paying for a place to stay either. We pay like twenty five bucks. We were there for ten days this year and paid twenty five bucks for our stay. Oh my god! I can't even she, fathom that, the, man. That's absolutely amazing. My wife is the queen at finding like cheap airfare, cheap everything when it comes to travel, and like, yeah, she's amazing at that. So that's how we are, we're able to travel as much as we do is because yeah, she finds, yeah. But we're planning like six months. Have, ahead have you tried the Ultra Beast so. out there? No, I'm not. 
<laughs> I have not done the Ultra Beast yet. I did do in Hawaii. This year was the first year that I actually finished all three races in a weekend. And it was, it didn't go the way I wanted, but I finished. <laughs> so, what, but, what, what exactly was that? Um, my feet. <laughs> I, I, oh, I don't know if it was because I was there. For, okay. Well, it wasn't just that. I was there for five days before we raced. And like from the time I got off the plane, I kicked my shoes off and never put shoes back on until I got to the venue that morning. Well, oh, somewhere wow. along the way, I don't know if it was because I just hadn't worn shoes in a week or whatever, my feet had swollen. So they were like, probably I should have had like shoes that were two sizes bigger than I had because my feet were so swollen and it just, it ruined everything. So once I got and out there and started racing, move? of course, no, I we, moved, we walked, we did. Like you said you didn't put on, okay, you didn't move, okay. Yeah, we were at the beach. We were doing, you know, all sorts of stuff. We went on a, a catamaran. We did all sorts of stuff. And I mean, and I'll be, I did not drink alcohol or anything for that whole week. You know, it was all water. I mean, I did everything I was supposed to do, like hydrating, but I don't know what it was, but for some reason, my feet just swelled up. And so when I went to put oh, shoes yeah. on that first time, it's like, oh, this isn't going to be good. But I raced anyway. And because my feet were so swollen, everything rubbed. And by the time we finished, my feet were were blistered and bleeding. So I went back that. Oh God! Went back to the hotel. What kind of shoes? My wife. What kind of shoes did you have? I had Innovates. I, I usually use Innovates. Innovate, yeah. Innovate Talons. And usually I don't have a problem. This is the first time I've ever had a problem. Um, but the next day, my my wife, you know, the next morning, my wife bandaged up my feet, and there was no way I was getting them in because I have four pairs of Innovates, but they're all the same size. So there was no way I was getting my feet into them. So I ended up having to wear, I have a pair of like Skechers that I wear every day for work that are, you know, like relaxed fit. And I put those on because they would fit. They would fit, but it was just like my feet were moving in them. They're not made for that. And I did the super and the sprint back to back. And by the time I was done, it was, yeah, I couldn't even walk. My feet were so destroyed. But I pushed myself through and I learned Something I need to make sure, you know, next year to try and figure out a way to make sure my feet don't do that again and, you know, just move on and learn and keep going. Well, I don't I don't want to sound yeah. like an infomercial here and nothing against Innovates. I like I think they're great. You really ought to try looking. I'm, I am going to sound like an infomercial. You really ought to try a pair of the Ultras, <laughs> man, because they have the wide uh, they have the wide toe box. And the end. And when you when yeah. you run your fat and your feet land, it splays out. You'll see some of these other brands, they have more narrow ends to the feet. And so that mm-hmm. doesn't have space for your foot to splay out. With the wide shoe box, that's why they're like the favorite for trail runners, is it has that space. I, I had fractured my left toe, and I was horribly pain. I was using the other brands. I don't want to throw no one under the bus. I think they're all great. But when I was introduced to it, uh, Ultra, by an incredibly knowledgeable woman who hates it when I call her out, so I won't say her name. Her name, her name <laughs> rhymes with Macy. We'll call her Macy. <laughs> she uh, she introduced me to the ultras, and well, I'd already been preaching about them for a while. And then when I really got to know just how they were made and the proper one for myself, man, is a game changer. Uh, you really ought to give those sh- uh, shots. The uh, King Mountains, the Mountain Kings, excuse me, the two point just came out. We have to look at those. I took them through toughest south. And it was fantastic. They bled water great. The traction was great. There's a reason the ultras are the favorite of the trail running community. So it, I'll it, have to check those out. Because what I like yeah, about the Innovates is, honestly, it's the traction. The traction on the yeah. Innovates is what I've always... Because those, those talons, they're, you could pretty much walk up the side of a hill no matter how steep it is. But, yeah. Yeah, there's 180s so, as, a, as yeah. a classic shoe. When, uh, especially when the uh, OCR first started coming out, that was like kind of the go-to show yeah. the shoe for most people. For that was the 180s. Yeah. No, they. Yeah. No, I, I've, I'm always looking for good shoes because I know I learned long ago that the the right shoes can change everything. So yeah, that, that's the yeah. number one of the, probably the biggest things you see people that show up for a race for the first time. Which one I love to see. Because you get to see, every once in a while, you get to see the look in their eye when they come across the finish line and they're hooked. 
and and they have the smile from ear to ear. That is that's yep. incredible. But they'll show up with their regular running shoes or just their their regular, like you said, your Skechers. Like show up and think that's okay, yep. and then quickly learn after slipping and slopping around in the mud that oh man, I really need some some traction. You know, they'll see someone go right in front of them that has a pair of trail shoes, and they go right up the the mud. You know, <laughs> like no big deal. It's like, oh, okay, I got to invest in one of those. That's a, that is a very quick lesson learned. That and not to wear. Cotton. Oh yeah, that was yeah, that was my <laughs> first mistake because I did when I did my my first Spartan race I ever did was the Montana Beast in fifteen because you know, go big or go home, right? So <laughs> <laughs> of course, and I and I would wear uh, a pair of Pearl Izumis that you know like road running pearl izumis so i mean they were ones that you know i had gotten because i was doing marathons and half marathons and the pearl izumis were great for the road and then you know i just took an old pair because i figured okay i just bought a new pair i don't want to use the brand new ones i'll use the old pair and go run this you know in case they get muddy oh yeah i learned really quick i'm like these were not the right choice no traction (laughs) no nothing yeah like nope All right, and now we're going to take a quick pause so we can hear from our sponsors. Do you like challenges that are fun, tough, and might use tacos? Head on over to BeastChallenge.com and check out our upcoming events, including Beast's 5K+, a combination of race and endurance event, and the Bucket Mile. Keep an eye on the Beast's OCR Facebook group for event gatherings. For more information, head on over to BeastChallenge.com and the Beast's OCR Facebook group. You'll be glad you did. And we're back. You know, let me ask you, how are your guys, uh, the seasons from, you know, kind of harken back to when I was talking about these different regions that have all the local races yeah. and everything. Everyone's different seasons, seasons end to begin at different times. I think over there on the West Coast, uh, and forgive me if I'm misquoting this, but like Temecula is usually, in California, is usually one of the first races of the year. I think it's in late February or something like that. Over here, um, it's getting to be the same in the south with, uh, let's say, November 17th. Last year, we had a terrain race of December 1st. And now with uh, the introduction of the San Antonio Super for Spartan, being in, I think, that same range off the top of my head, I think it's early March, late February. It's, uh, it's the, the off season is getting smaller and smaller. So when is your guys' season over there on the West Coast kind of starting in? It really depends. I mean, if you're talking like the whole West Coast, there really isn't. I mean, you've got California has right now. I'm going to go do a beast on December 15th in California. Wow. And then I think the first race, I think Temecula is actually in the middle of January. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. there's really not. Early. Yeah, there's really not an off season there up here in the Northwest. It's pretty much October to April. It is I mean that's our off season because it's the weather gets so bad up here in Seattle right now. I know a lot of people have issues with the April Spartan, which I go back and forth. I'm all for it because I think it's I think it's just a new another obstacle and just change, makes it that much better. Is the April Spartan is usually very cold and very wet. Um, we actually had there's video from like two years ago of someone swimming through the uh, barbed wire crawl because it had rained so much that there was six inches of water that had formed oh, in wow. the barbed wire crawl. So I mean, the April. From, are you talking about what used to be Washougal? No, Washougal's still in August, but this is April. This is okay. up in Snohomish. Up in it's they say Seattle, but it's north of Seattle. It's up in Snohomish, but it's. It's in usually the first or second week in April, and it is very wet, very cold. And then you come back around, and then in September, they do the beast and the sprint in the exact same location as, you know, the one in April. And the difference in races, usually my beast time is faster than my my super time. Oh, I can wow. usually do the yeah, beast. Yeah, makes in, a huge difference. In, because it's so dry in September. It's dry. It's the same same location, the same exact location, but because it's dry, you can just zip right through it. When it's wet in April, you're slipping and sliding on mud the whole time. And I'm pretty sure, like, last year, there was, like, eight different types of mud that you found. So, I mean, it was 
you know, it, it's a completely different race, even though it's at the same location. But a lot of people this last year, it was so cold still. There was quite a few people that DNF'd because they got hypothermia because it was that cold. Oh, wow. They ended up having, they had to, like, there was a river, a part where you had to go inside into the river, and they ended up pulling that off because, you know, cutting that part out because they're like, yeah, too many people are getting, you know, hypothermia from having to go through the river. So it's, you know, and for me, it just, we, you know, my thought is, okay, well, the- yeah. You know, it's just like you got to train for that weather. It's like, you know, going to Hawaii, it's hot and humid. And I'm from Seattle, so I'm not used to hot and humid. So it's like you got to train and try and figure out how to get that's just a whole other obstacle to me. It's like, okay, it's hot and humid there, so I have to figure out how to deal with that. Just like here in April, it's cold and wet. I just have to learn how to, you know, to still do it and get past that obstacle. So, but, yeah. So yeah, a lot of people have been trying. I, absolutely. They were trying to move it, get the Spartan to move it later. I wish no, they put I, more stadium series in, 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 that, in the horrible parts of the year in winter would be perfect. Right. And then they just yeah. recently announced the, the Spartans announced the stadium championship series. So they'll have, they'll have a stadium oh. championship. You know, it's, it'd be good to have that, that kind of blocking some more of those races in that area where it's much more manageable, where you're not in water in the freezing yeah. cold, but it's inside a stadium, right yeah. outside the stadium where you go inside here and there. So it's, you know, I, I also get the, I also get the, you know, the belief that, hey, you learn the Spartan the F up, right? Get tough and uh, and, gr- and grit it yeah. out and develop that grit. And I get, I get that, too. But there's, there's a line to be towed there. And uh, But isn't that, isn't that kind of cool that you guys have a, a longer uh, off-season period? Because uh, you look like we're talking about in California, where you could technically have like a month. It'd be very easy for people to get caught up in racing, racing, racing. Well, when you don't have an off-season like that, one, you can't peak for races. It makes it well, that much harder to taper for a race, and that leads to injury when you when you just constantly race over and over like that. You're not, you know, looking at things like mobility and recovery and yep. taking care of these maybe injuries you've accrued over the time. That leads to injuries, and injury prevention should be oh, yeah. almost first and foremost. Well, it should be. It should be. I mean, I was just you know did another podcast that I was just talking to, to someone about that and mobility doing, you know, having mobility drills, stuff like that, so that you can make sure that your body's moving the right way. I mean, when I started running years ago, yoga was my favorite thing. I, when I first started running, I kept getting injuries. I kept getting not injuries, but you know, that soreness from running too much and everything else and not doing enough stretching. And I started doing yoga and all of a sudden, most of that went away. And all of a sudden I could run faster. I was stronger. I felt better. It's like, oh yeah, you got to work on that. You know, a break yeah. and mobility. Yeah. A lot of people so, don't pay any yeah. attention to that and put any importance on that. Yeah, I know that, oh, yeah. that's pretty cool. And then uh, Tough Mudder, they brought, uh, they they're bringing uh, Toughest South back to Dallas. It's actually Midlothian, uh, but we'll say Dallas for namesake. And right. uh, you know, you got those tougher efforts. It's, it's interesting how we'll see how next season shapes up. This weekend is that, have you heard of this new uh, stadium? Of, well, it's not a stadium event. It's kind of a Spartan stadium-like uh, with functional fitness mm-hmm. stations. Uh, it'll be uh, Hydroxy World, I believe it's called. And it'll be 1,000 yeah. meters and then a, a, a fitness station 10 times. Hmm. So you'll get 8,000 meters and you'll get, and you'll get these other reps. I'm not, sure how, I'm not sure what exercises exactly are, but you know, you have that, you have Spartan announcing the stadium championship. You have these, uh, you have these different race brands now coming in and kind of really doing specialization where if you want to compete for those, yeah. uh, Spartan is, is standardizing the super distance, the six miles. I thought that's interesting. That's always been yeah. kind of Savage Race's distance. That's been their jam. Savage Race will no longer have... Well, the blitz on Sunday, they're going to have the blitz and the full on Saturday. So a lot of people are playing around with the time format. You know what I mean? Does your business need first aid, AED, OSHA, flagging, or other safety training? James Safety Services is your one-stop shop. Find them on Facebook today at James Safety Services WA and ask for a quote on hosting your training needs. 
Well, how do you feel about the Spartan? Because a lot of people have different views on this, on Spartan standardizing the distances. Oh, I think it's great, man. I think it's great. It's been, I, I imagine all the people around the rest of the world that have, when, I'm not sure if you've got a chance to watch, say, the live video feed of uh, the European championships. They've had different obstacles yeah. than us sometimes. And I'm sure they probably look at our videos and they're like, oh, man, I want to do that obstacle. You know, I want to do a twist or something like that they may not have had in Europe. You know, they've had yeah. a slack line in Europe for a while, which we just now, I think, starting to get with the balance beam in the, in the stadium series. So it's, it's a, I think it's a good thing, man. And then a lot of people say, hey, it's an effort to try and get OCR as an Olympic sport. But really, no... Uh, in, in full disclosure, I'm also on the uh, on one of the panels there for the U.S. Uh, OCR champion, not excuse me, for the U.S. Uh, U.S. OCR Foundation mm-hmm. there that is trying to get OCR into the uh, into the Olympics. However, they are you can't have a brand um, representing them, so. Uh, you couldn't have Spartan yeah. come in there and do it. And so it has to be a certain standardization. And But I think that's helping lend to that effort in a way of of, of helping yeah. legitimize our sport with more standardization. Um, and then again, yeah. one of the other things that it, someone else might look at and say, hey, that's what I love about OCR is that it's kind of like salsa, is that you can go to different restaurants and have different salsa because they have different ingredients, right? Yep. <laughs> you're dipping chips in all of it, but you're having a different things, and that's what makes it the best flavor is having is having the difference from race to race. Um, yeah. So okay, there's no. a couple different ways to look at it. I don't know. How, how do you feel about it? I don't know. I kind of like it, um, even though I mean, for someone who's done Spartan for you know what five years now, I sometimes that n- not knowing how long it was going to be added to it. You know, even though Spartan would tell you, Hey, it's going to be eight miles. You never believed them because they were usually yeah, exactly. bullish. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, when I did, cause I mean, like the, the founders beast in 2015 um, in Montana, um, I remember seeing mile marker 19. Oh, wow. You know, I mean, it was, wow. and a lot of people said, you know, their GPS and Garmin's were showing 23 or 24 miles. It was brutal. Yeah, I believe it. But I mean, it was one of those, you know, and of course I'm doing it going, you know, it was my first part. And I'm like, they said 13 miles. What is, why am I seeing 19? You know, and that was kind of the, you know, the, the they, fun they added of it. A super onto that. They could have, they could have very well yeah. added a whole super onto the end of that beast course. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's oh, it true. Was, it it, was it cool. helps people. I mean, it, in those longer races, especially if you've done say an ultra, when you do eventually, and I promise you, you probably will eventually take on an ultra beast at some point, as far as a bucket list. Oh, I will. And you'll face your demons. It's man. on there. You will face demons. Yeah, and that and that's pretty cool. It's not every day you you get shaped, you face your demons, or you get to take on something you've never done before. Like that, that's going to give you such a sense yeah. of fulfillment when you do conquer it, which you will. Oh yeah, it, it's it's on the bucket list. I've got to got to get there. So I'm trying to get my my speed back after the the foot injury and be able to get it to run a little bit better. So and after the injury, I I my my training wasn't what it should be, and I gained a bunch of weight, and I'm still getting rid of some of that. So that was my my other issue was I made the mistake of. Oh, my foot's hurt, so I better sit on the couch and eat potato chips. So you know how it is. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. Bad the more miles, the more miles I run, the more I justify uh, having junk food yeah. here or there. You know, having them. Yeah. So, Cheeto puffs or so I. Smart food yeah. popcorn. I made some bad choices and you know gained some weight, so I'm working on getting rid of that and getting. But yeah, the the ultra is on my my radar and in. It's on the bucket list. It's something I'm gonna get get through. So, so you have any you have any local races over there? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, oh, I was gonna say local races. We have a few, but not too many. I mean, there's a few. I mean, on the podcast, we've really tried to push some of the the local ones to really give them, you know, try and get a 
more going and make sure that they stick around. Uh, there's been a bunch that have kind of come up and done like one or two years and then disappeared. Um, but we've got a few locals. Um, there was one that they just did, you know, called the Run Amok, which was a cool one that was put together as a uh, charity for uh, building some tiny houses for veterans out in, you know, one of the small towns around here. And there's a couple other ones that, you know, little ones around here, but not, not too many. We've been trying to get a few more. So um, there's a oh, summit of wow. the swamp, which actually the, the, the race that I, uh, the team that I belong to the beast OCR, we're working with the people who uh, run summit to swamp to make their run better and make it, you know, as, as good as it can be and trying to make it a, a, a lot, a lot more, I don't know, Try and get more people out to it, plus make, give them more obstacles and, you know, help them build it and make it better. So, yeah, there's a few out here that we're trying to get going, but, yeah. Are, are you saying there's a swamp in Seattle, in Washington State? Oh, <laughs> there's a bunch of swamps. Is there <laughs> really? Oh, man, I did not know that. I, I I know that makes sense, but when you think swamp, I think of a different, uh, a different scenery. But, yeah, I guess that... Well, it's not that kind I mean, it's... Mm, I mean, it's a swamp, but it's not like there's no alligators in our swamps. So, <laughs> right, just horribly poisonous snakes, <laughs> water moccasins. No, we don't even have those. <laughs> we don't even have poisonous oh, snakes. We have rattlesnakes on the other side of the mountain. We have very little. There's not much nature here besides like bears and cougars that'll eat you, so or kill you. So, yeah, <laughs> maybe some of those. There's no- there's no coming across the wildlife and getting away with it like over here. You might come across yeah. it, but you might also get away. But over there, no, it's probably a bobcat that's hungry and is going to be chasing you, right? Yeah, yeah. Unless you're in Tacoma, then it's a then it's a meth addict. But you know that that's that's a whole other story. But it's <laughs> a whole other animal. <laughs> it's a whole other animal. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty good. You've done a lot of races, and I and I've heard you mention it a couple times of the. The mandatory completion. What is your feelings on that? This is something I've gotten in like big arguments with people on the mandatory completion on some, you know, versus burpees or, well, not necessarily penalties but, versus, you know, mandatory that kind completion. of the penalty. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is a, it is an age old argument, but what it does is it lends itself to people with other strengths. Like for me, man, I want to get on the podium. That's my goal. It's not for age group. I turned 40 this year. Uh, actually, in a couple of weeks, I'll be 40, so I can compete in the Masters division. And I've never been – I don't come from a long uh, running background, so I'm not the fastest, but mm-hmm. I hardly ever miss an obstacle. I'm upper body strong, and I'm really proficient and good on obstacles. So it's playing towards my strengths. Not to mention, I, yeah. I got an obstacle course racing is for the obstacles. That was the original reason. There's a longer story that goes behind that. But I love the harder obstacles like Conquer the Gauntlet and Savage Race. Uh, this plays towards my strengths. I will place and do a lot better in those races because I will catch people that are faster than me at those at those obstacles. I still run a bunch. I'm yeah. still decently fast. But you know, it lends itself to a whole nother strength. So it goes back to what how you're incentivized. What are you um are you, you know, what is your intrinsic and extrinsic motivations? Do you, or do you just want to get a trifecta? You know, if, if that's what you're going for, if you just want to see you can finish, boom, then it doesn't, then any of those races, you can do any of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're trying to compete to get on the podium and you don't have a long running aerobic base built over a long period of time, like me, well, your better shot is at a, a mandatory completion race. And and then you'll even think the top tier elite and things like Savage Race. You can Yuri Force, the most winning athlete for uh, Savage Race. He, he's he's done a few Spartans here that's been close to him, and he, he likes it. He mm-hmm. likes it just fine, but nothing like Savage Race because he's like, hey, this is an obstacle course race. You should have to you should have to complete the obstacles. Yeah, and 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 just like the people that talk about, hey, you know, Spartaning that up. You should be able to, if you can't get through that obstacle, keep working on it till you get through it. There, some of the, yeah. some of the most motivating scenes I've seen. I've seen people stuck at a rig or an obstacle in mandatory completion races. And I'll forewarn you that obstacle course racing world championships OCRC is a mandatory completion race. And mm-hmm. you'll see people you'll see people stuck there for hours. And 
and you'll you'll learn something about yourself when you see how hey, other people they they can't get through it they give up their band they come back they come back the next year they come back for revenge or some people walk away and you're like no I'm not giving up I'm not giving up. I've seen people yeah. man do those obstacles over and over and over for a couple hours till their hands are bleeding torn open shaking you know because they refuse to, mm-hmm. to give up and that is <laughs> I, that says more to me than the guy who got first place on the podium. Here's someone here. Here's someone who's just fighting tooth and nail. That says more about their character. You know what I mean? See, and that's so that, that's my. That's you have my the favorite. same view of it as I do. You you kind of have the same view I do. I've seen too many races, and I, and I hate to say this because there's nothing wrong with people who can run fast, but so many times I've watched like you know some of the. The, you know, the the national chan- or national races or whatever this one Spartans televises, where you'll see runners who get second, third, you know, first, even sometimes run up to an obstacle like the tire flip, touch it, and then run over and start doing their burpees. Because they know they're yeah. like, I can't do this obstacle, so I'm just going to do my burpees. And then somebody else come and do the tire flip, and you're looking at them going, if you just would have attempted this, you know, you you have an advantage because you have the speed. At least attempt the obstacle. I mean, I, like you said, I think it takes a whole different. It changes things because now that all of a sudden skills. you have to yeah. train. Yeah, and you have to train for everything, rather than I have seen the ones that train just to be fast, and then they're fast, and then they know they can't do the obstacle, so they're just going to go right past. They're just going to go by yeah. over, do their burpees, and take off because they know it'll be faster for them to do the burpees than to actually attempt the obstacle. You know, you'll see like, people play to their strengths. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think it, it just it, it for it would force people, more people, to train for everything to be able to say, okay, I'm just going to be able, I'm going to be fast, but I'm going to be strong enough that I can do these obstacles as well. Well, for me, I'm not that fast but I can usually do most of the obstacles, um, you know, uh, monkey bars, all those. I usually do good. The, I have issues on the rig um, and that, but, you know, I attempt everyone, even if I know if I'm looking at like my hands could be bleeding or whatever, I'm going to attempt, you know, the only time I don't attempt is if for some reason, like Montana two years ago, I dislocated my shoulder halfway through the race. So, Oh my God. And I, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, that's I a reason to walk in, off. But it was, there are reasons. Yeah. Oh, you reset it and you kept going? I reset it and, and it kept going. Yeah, I finished the race. But there was a couple Holy obstacles crap. where I'm like, I <laughs> there's a couple obstacles. I'm like, I can't do that. I mean, it's like, you know, I came up to like the, the rings. I'm like, I can't even attempt this because I can't, you know, I know if I put weight on my arm again, I'm going to dislocate it again. So I'm just like, okay, I'm going to go over and do, you know, at that point I was doing either, you know, a couple one-arm burpees and then squats because I'm like, I can't put, you know, that shoulder's pretty much toast, but I can do most of the other steps still. So, yeah. 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 You did something. You did something. I did and, something. And, and I mean, in the open heat, it's kind of one of those. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Just like you're saying, it, it's, it's one of those situations where it depends on what you're yeah. out there for, man. Like if you want to, oh, yeah. you get to the point where you can't fly through those rigs and you can't go, then you know keep pushing yourself. Then maybe go for age group, work your way up to elite. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Go for that stuff. That's fantastic. As long as you keep pushing, as long as you keep trying to push yourself, man. That's that's what oh. sets us apart from everyone. You know what I mean? You, you it's keep all about being pushing yourself, being better than who you were yesterday. I mean, that's the best exactly. thing I think I've ever heard. Is be better than who you were yesterday, and that's. That's my goal. You know, yeah. you you and me have kids to set an example for, and you can lead by example. Oh, yeah. You know, that's what makes a leader, right? Leading by example. Bosses shout orders from the back, so if you can lead by example, it makes a huge difference. Did your did your no, son ever get a Spartan race or OCR? Um, not the not the the older one, but my my younger son has. Uh, he's seventeen, and he's actually this was the second year in a row that he trifected. So. Oh, that's cool, got, man! I dude, I fantasize about being able to run a race with my with my kids. I think that's so cool. My yeah. my daughter, she says she doesn't want to get muddy, uh, but my son, I have a one and a half year old baby boy, and he uh, oh. Oh, he's he he wants to bad. He loves imitating everything I do. When I do a burpee, he does a burpee. He likes to try and do. He oh, points awesome. at a pull up bar. 
and he wants, and I'll hold him, and 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 he pretends to do the pull-ups, you know. And it's the it's the coolest thing, man. But you're doing the you're doing the right thing. You're setting a real good example. When they oh, yeah. when the going gets tough in life, like it inevitably will, they'll they'll harken back to that that example you set for them. Oh yeah, and he does he does great. He has a blast. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get a run with him on his very first Spartan. He did the the Washougal one and the the Portland sprint, and. Uh, my foot was broke. That was, you know, three years ago when I broke my foot. So I was there with him, but I couldn't race because my foot was in a boot. So, oh, and because God. I was crazy and I went, I went to Hawaii the next week and ran in the boot, but yeah, I've got pictures of me doing the Hawaii race. With the... <laughs> <laughs> I attempted, I got through the beast. Right, the beast I, I DNF'd. I DNF'd on the oh, beast. Yeah, I couldn't okay. move quick enough. And then the super I did, I did finish the super the next day. But I couldn't, yeah, I just trying to do it in a full boot. But it's one of those things I've told a lot of people. I'm like, I asked my doctor before I left. I'm like, can I do this? And he's like, as long as you don't land on that foot and you leave the boot on the whole time, you'll be fine. I said, okay. Right. So, he, he, he didn't say when I came mud on the boot or anything? Oh, yeah. No, he didn't say anything about that. When I came back, though, he had to give me a whole new boot because it was an air cast boot and the air was full of mud. The air pockets are full of mud. There was gouges on the side. He's like, you yeah, weren't kidding. I'm like, nope. I destroyed that thing. Thank God for insurance. God knows oh, yeah. that, was, that thing would have cost it out of pocket. No. Yeah, I destroyed it. But, hey, I did it. You know, it's like I'm doing this. So. Well, I can't wait to hear yeah, how you do you know, uh, Okay, well, championships and some of these new races. You have to keep in contact, man. Let me know how you do next year. That's, uh, oh, that's yeah, really I'm definitely going to. So we are running up on the coming up on the hour mark. Before we hit that, um, I did want to go ahead and tell us a little more about your, your podcast. I know or is it a it's a podcast, correct? Yeah, yes. Yeah, so it's an OCR and fitness uh, podcast uh, called Link Endurance, uh, co-hosted there with Morris Brosette. And he he actually is kind of changing the format to more of a mindset wellness and health uh concentric format and little less uh a little less on OCR. Uh we've always specialized in interviewing people. What I like to do is interview interview some of the most interesting and top tier athletes from around the world and kind of not just I I'm not as interested in, hey, how do you like Twister? Uh how do you like that course? I wanna know what have you sacrificed to get where you have. Yeah. That's what people don't see. I want I want to know about people's hearts and minds, and that's what I really try to get into in some of these interviews. We just recently uh, interviewed Robert Killian after coming off the second time winning, and in the controversy surrounding uh, the burpee penalties, a panger, Ryan Woods calling him out. Uh, there's a bunch of controversy going on surrounding all that. So we delved all into that. Um, so we got that podcast going on, and, and once again, hey, I. If anyone needs personalized programming, you can hit me up, uh, send myself or Victor Case uh, uh, DM on Facebook or Instagram, uh, wherever you want to get a hold of us, and uh, we can we can talk to you about that. Uh, and we'll make sure to post all those with the on that. Yeah, okay. we'll post yeah, all your do. social and, media uh, stuff so people can can find you. And people see me at races. Or you just have random questions and you guys want to hit me up, and don't be afraid. I'm a chatty Kathy. I love yeah. this community. I, uh, I, lo- I love no, everything nice about community. it. If you want to chat, hit me up. Don't and you see me at races? Don't be afraid. Come up and come up to talk to me. And can't wait to hear about your race. And if you need any advice? Come talk to me. Right on. I appreciate you that's taking the chance to have me on the podcast. Oh, anytime. And I mean, it's, you know, the way you described your, you know, the podcast that you're working on, the, the, the link, link endurance, is that what you said it was? Yes, sir. Yeah. So it's kind of the same way we are. I, I like, I like the stories. I like, you know, I mean, Killian's great. I, I really want to get him one day. Someday I'll get him to talk to me, but, um, <laughs> but some of the other ones, mm-hmm. I, I like talking to people, you know, the people that have put their heart, what, what did you, what did you give up for this? What, you know, what, what drove you to this? I talked to, you know, a couple of people, you know, a little while back, a uh, young lady who had, you know, 
was uh, paraplegic and she was doing Spartan races and um, just what she gave up to do it and how she did this. And, you know, I love those kind of stories or, you know, a recovering drug addict. You know, I've talked to a couple of times that, you know, what she gave up and how it changed her life. And I love the heart stories, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Those yeah. are great. There, I love there's tons of people hearing overcoming that. all kinds of struggles yeah. and, and that keep motivating you when you sit there, just like those stories you just mentioned next time, you know, you want to go out, you need to go do your run. You need to go work out and then maybe it's kind of uncomfortable outside. Maybe there's some other chores you need to do around the house. Maybe there's, uh, there's some other ancillary things you need to do. It, those stories remind you, man, if those people don't have excuses, what excuse do I have? I don't have an excuse. It'll help push you. It will, it will, it will change you. It'll make you realize, yeah. you know, what everyone's coming. It'll make you want to push. Oh, maybe I can't push a little further. Maybe I can't push a little harder and you'll grow from that. I mean, it sounds, it sounds yeah. kind of cheesy, but it's true. No one grows in their comfort zone. No, they don't. You, you got to get out of your comfort zone. And that's what's awesome to hear people being able to do that and pushing themselves beyond the limits, you know, doing things that people said they'd never be able to do. So, you know, I mean, that's, yeah. that's amazing. So right on. Well, it's been great oh. talking to you. Um, I will definitely, like I said, when the, the podcast airs, I will make sure all of your information is out there. Um, so people can find you on social media and all that stuff and listen to your podcast. Um, is there anything you want to say to the listeners before we go? Uh, I don't wish it was easier. Wish you were stronger. Keep pushing. You right got this. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. This show is brought to you by James Safety Services in partnership with Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you like to hear. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or at BeastOCR.com.